Grace, mercy, and peace to you from God our Father and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Our text for this day is John chapter 1. Here again, the parts that read, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world, and so they came and saw where Jesus was staying. And they stayed with him that day, for it was about the tenth hour. You may be seated. January 22nd will be the 50th anniversary of Roe versus Wade, a dark chapter in our nation's history. And today is the second Sunday of Epiphany, another day to shine the light of Christ in this dark world. Yes, Jesus is revealed as the Son of God who takes away the sin of the world. When the disciples realized it, it was about the tenth hour. And yet, when we consider the word world, it may seem so broad, so great, that you and I might seem so insignificant as individuals in this world. When John says the world, it may be difficult to think of this passage as applying to you, applying to me. The words, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Do they apply to you? Do they apply to me? Do they apply to the disciples? That's what scriptures do. That's what the word does. Look at our text. John the baptizer announces, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. In fact, when we first hear it, we hear it twice. The first part. But the second part we only hear once. We may ask, isn't Jesus taking away the sin of the whole world important that it should be repeated twice? It is important, but it's so important that it's worth not repeating twice. Not repeated, but illustrated as we see in the gospel. The Holy Spirit is a master of having the gospel writers show what it means that Jesus is for the whole world. The world is made up of individuals, like John the baptizer, like the two disciples, like Peter. And as we continue reading through the Gospel of John, we see how Jesus impacts people like the Samaritan woman at the well, the woman caught in adultery, and many more. Our text starts with these two disciples, the followers of Jesus. But before you get too impressed with the disciples, the gospel goes ahead and displays so many of their faults right up to the crucifixion, like Peter, who denies Jesus three times, like Judas, who betrays Jesus, Jesus as well, Thomas, who doubts Jesus was raised from the dead. So you see, Jesus is surrounding himself with sinners. He goes to the cross for sinners. He takes on the sin of sinners, the Lamb of God, who bears the sins, the sins of the whole world. But before people can come to this salvation, to believe, they have to know what. They need to know who to believe. That word is announced. You see, coming to faith is not just some intellectual process. It's not something that you go ahead and you put yourself in the dark closet and you couple with an idea. Yeah, I think that's the way God's going to do it. No, the Holy Spirit, through the gospel writer, shows how this happens. 
Now, it might strike us strange that John the baptizer says, I myself, twice he says, I myself did not know him, and yet in the Luke's account, we find that as he is a child still in the womb, (laughs) he leapt for joy when he heard the greeting. And his mother said, the greeting from my Lord. Now, one may get excited about hearing the good news and hoping that it's true. That's like reading something in a newspaper. However, when it is confirmed by the word of God, faith can rest secure in those words. And so it was for John the baptizer, because it is the word of God, that Jesus is confirmed as the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. John the baptizer has been teaching his disciples, looking forward to seeing this Jesus. They know the word. But when the word is connected with Jesus, they get it. It's the 10th hour for them. It is the highlight for them. Behold the Lamb of God. And so they follow Jesus. Second, the gospel illustrates what the Lamb of God means. The Lamb, when Andrew goes to Peter and says, we found the Messiah. Yes, this Lamb of God is the Messiah, who is called the Christ. This Lamb of God is the Christ. The Gospel writer wants you to know, to believe for sure, without any doubt, of who Jesus is. As he writes later, These are written so that you may believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and by believing, you may have life in his name. It is by that word of God that faith is created and sustained. So when you said this morning, I believe in the Holy Spirit, we learned in confirmation and confessed what this means when we say, I believe that I cannot by my own reason or strength believe in Jesus Christ or come to him. For the Holy Spirit has called me by the gospel, enlightened me with his gifts, sanctified and kept me in the one true faith. The Holy Spirit works by the word. That word, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Again, we need to ask ourselves, is that announcement for me? Is it for you? I'd like to think about it in this way. There she sat, all alone, in the dark, contemplating what to do. She knew her congregation was pro-life. She had heard it from the pulpit. She had heard it in youth group. And there were pamphlets in the narthex and even in the bathrooms. If people found out that she had an abortion, what would they say? What would they think? How could she ever set foot back in that church once again? She felt so ashamed. She had thought it had been the solution to many of her problems, her ability to finish school, the relationship with her boyfriend, the ending of the pregnancy would enable her to go on with her life as if it had never happened. But that never came true. After the abortion, life just got more complicated. And now she even felt more alone. Oh, she had heard the words many times. And maybe you have too, right? For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. She didn't even memorize them. But as she contemplated, yeah, 
loves the world. He loves the rest of the world. But not me. How could he love me after what I did to that little person I conceived? Then she remembered Jesus and how he had handled the woman at the well and how he had handled the woman caught in adultery. Maybe, maybe, just maybe, there's hope for me. And then she dismissed such thoughts. Those women, they were not church-going people. I had gone to church every Sunday. What about me? Who now carries this guilt and shame? She finally got the nerve to talk to her pastor, and it was hard telling him what had happened. He spoke those words as we heard today, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. She dismissed them. She objected. Yeah, for the whole world, the rest of the world, not me. Then the pastor went ahead and took her through the Gospel of John and demonstrated what happened to, or what the disciples were like, the follower of Jesus, like churchgoers, you might say, and how they had their faults. They had failed Jesus, even denying him when they could have spoken up. And so Jesus goes to the cross alone, and he dies in the dark. He dies for the woman caught in adultery. He dies for the Samaritan woman at the well. He dies for the sins of his disciples and everyone who follows Jesus. There on the cross, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. He takes away my sin. He takes away your sin. He takes away our sin so that when we see this, we see that he takes away the sin of every person that we would meet, the sin of the whole world. You have confessed your sins before the Lord this day, but also there is private confession and absolution there's remembering your baptism and there is Holy Communion. For in baptism you are not only joined with Christ in his death but also in his resurrection that you may live a new life. In Holy Communion it is the Lord's death that we proclaim. There is the body and the blood of the Lamb, Jesus Christ, given to us for the forgiveness of sins. And so as we remember the 50th anniversary of Roe v. Wade, even though it was struck down and the decision given back to the states, there is still death, pain, and shame. Now next Sunday, I don't know if I'll preach on it, but today, I proclaim to you, behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. Yours, mine, and every person that we meet. May it always be the tenth hour for you and every person say, come and see. Amen.
the peace of God that passes all understanding, keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus, 